0: Okay? okay. So <laughs> these, yeah, I love there's it. There's just these Japanese eaters. They're on a are going to eat more like, we're than we're you. they fuck you up. America. are going like, fuck you up. Right? Okay. You're listening to the Dude Nature Podcast. welcome to the dude nature podcast you are here in the reactor with us we are in a tiny apartment complex in a tiny apartment that's where our podcast studio is how about you we're happy that you're with us Adam, we're here with my brother adam just two little boys in one tiny apartment complex two little boys in a big big wide world big wide world sweet and gentlemen. yeah what are you guys drinking for coffee what is it what do you like do you like pete starbucks you know something else something basic b adam what do we drink here we drink four sigmatic mushroom coffee. Dear listener, it's time for you to switch to four sigmatic so you can get more work done, so you can have less of a crash after coffee. It's just fucking time to try some coffee with mushroom in it. More sex. It's just more sex and being able to fly. More attractive. Go to foursigmatic.com. Use the offer code DUDE NATURE. That's DUDE NATURE, all one word, to get 10% off and help support the podcast. Again, that is DUDE NATURE, all one word, no exclamation mark.
1: Yeah, and you help also support the podcast. podcast.
0: Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Adam, gripes. Noah, these are the gripes where we gripe to each other for 30 seconds each about something mildly irritating. Yeah. So my gripe today is when you go to get your car detailed, do you know what that means just right off the bat? Of I don't know what the fuck that means. Okay, so Debbie told me like a couple of weeks ago that I should go get my car detailed. So I was like, okay, that sounds like that sounds like they're gonna take a door off and, what make it, and like mean? make it like pimp my ride. Like I clearly don't need to get it detailed, right? <laughs> But detailing is just a really fancy nice way to say they vacuum your the interior of your car. That's it. Vacuuming the interior of your car. So there's car detailing places. It's so that they can charge like $300 to vacuum your car. Because if they just called it vacuuming your car. But as I said, that's an actual quote I got from a detailing place. It was a $300 quote to do an interior clean. Jesus. But when I look up YouTube videos of detailing, it's an extremely lengthy process. and involves taking shit, a, out. taking shit out, doing lots of polishing and vacuuming. And just long story short, I won't be detail, detailing my so car you're anytime just, soon. You're just the world of detailing. If you here's the thing. It's all about how you frame something. If you change yeah, the word of something to mean something cooler, you can therefore charge much, much more money. What is your gripe? My gripe. The new Mulan sucks. Now I just pissed off all the card detailers yeah. listening to this podcast. My gripe is that the new Mulan blows. I just don't fucking understand. It's just like, how could you fuck something out that bad? I just what I, here's what I don't understand about it. Adam, if you had a piece of a piece of A piece of content, if you will. Don't say content. mean, don't use the content. Don't say the C word. A piece of... If you had a movie... Piece of history. If you had a a piece piece of history... If you had a piece of history that had songs that people loved... An artifact. That people loved these songs, and then you were going to make a new replica of that, why would you cut the songs out? You already have this thing that everyone loves, and what idiot is the one that made the choice not to put the songs back into the movie? So the new Milan has no songs. It has no songs. So Aladdin, the new Aladdin, great. Right, it's great. It's got new. So- it's got a new song. Okay, it's got like what's amped the new, up what's old the new songs. Song? What's it's the... uh, fucking, I forget. It's it's it, it, it's a woke new song. It's good though. Right, a woke new song. I, that's good. Just for the record, we like the new Aladdin, but Noah does not like the new Mulan. Yeah, I love the new Aladdin. Hate the new Mulan. Some idiot at Disney decided not to put the songs or, in that were Mushu. really popular. There's no Mushu, right? There's like no Mushu. It was just terrible. It was terrible. That was my that was my gripe. Put the songs back in. They're probably drinking Pete's and Starbucks over there, and they made a terrible decision. Okay, forcing that a coffee would have songs in it. All right, now it's time to play a game. Let's do it. And we're back to the regular format, which means I get to take over and do the. Correct stuff. Whereas you fucked it that up. That was really co- compelling. Like, yeah. That, confident, was that was really confidence building. Like, way to go. Competition records for eating. I'm going to name them. Yeah. And then you will name how many of the said thing you think that they ate. The National Harbor World Peeps Eating Contest in Maryland. Peeps. Peeps is a terrible word for a podcast. What is peeps? What is is it? What is that? You don't know what a peep is? No. The goyim on Easter where they look, they have their children, their children run and they look for the eggs, right? That one. They eat a lot of marshmallow peeps. They're like, they're marshmallows and they're in the shape of chickens. Really? You didn't used to get them at Rite Aid? No. Okay. I know what you're talking about. People will know. Christians, we love you. We love you. We love you, you, Goyim. We love you, Goyim. Um... I don't know, what, like like 24? How, how many this do I is, think I can eat? This is like a, 20? how many can you how eat many in five? Minutes, p- how many minutes is it? Okay, it's a five minute contest. I also have world records too. Yeah, um, the time matters a lot. In these maybe contests. like 10. Okay, it's not, you think the world record is 10? I'm, know saying, how small I'm they are? saying how many I can eat. I don't know what the world record is. The world record held by Matt Stoney. Yeah, he's a good one. Is 200 peeps in five minutes. That is fucking insane. Disgusting. How can you eat 200 peeps in five minutes? I know. I have some crazy ones too. The Acme Oyster Eating World Championships in New Orleans. Noah, what about that? Ugh. How many minutes? Okay. I'm not sure about the minutes for this one. Okay. Just imagine how many oysters can you eat at one, in, in one in sitting. In one sitting? 15. Okay. It was 480 oysters oh is my. the record. I know. That's the thing about these records. 480 slipperies. How something? many slipperies can you eat? Because the thing about competitive eating, you realize, is that they are so fucking good at eating. You know what I mean? Hey, I think the thing with oysters is that they aren't muscles, right? Muscles are much smaller. An oyster is a big slippery. Do you know <laughs> the difference? Yeah, yeah, Muscles yeah. are small slipperies. Oysters are like big gelatinous slipperies. Yeah. 480 of them. That is a lot of seafood. Okay. Last one. La Costana jalapeno eating contest in Laredo, Texas. Uh, I think I actually know this one. Yep. In in eight minutes, Patrick Bortoletti, mm-hmm. he ate 275 jalapenos. Yeah. and six. Two. I have 265 for some reason, but 275 in, peños in eight minutes. Can you imagine how hot that would be with seeds? In eight minutes to eat that many? Two hundred and sixty-five yeah, fucking, fucking outrageous jalapenos. Can you believe it? It's absolutely outrageous. No. What is our topic today? Our topic today, if you didn't already know, is competitive eating. If you didn't know, now you know. Competitive eating. Par usual, we have an absolutely packed episode. We're gonna start with the world packed, re- full of bangers. I'm and gonna read, I'm gonna read through some crazy <laughs> world records of eating. Okay. Then I'm gonna talk about how people can actually do this. How can someone eat two hundred eighty jalapenos in eight minutes? How can they? How do they train? And biological. That was how that was biological a biological problem. burp. That was terrible. How, all right. Then halftime, honey. Mm-hmm. Then we're talk about the ultimate rivalry of our generation: Kobayashi yes, versus Joey Chestnut. Adam. Yes. Because I don't suck. You have sixty seconds to tell us everything we need to know about competitive eating to get us ready and amp for the episode. Yes. Okay. Ready. Good. Three, two, one, Mother go. Mother of God! Let me try that again. I'll be ready in just a second. There it is. Okay, now I'm ready. Have you ever broken a hot dog in half, Noah? Shove the bun in a bucket of hot water and stuffed it so into your mouth. Gross. Have you ever done that? Literally. The if so, thing. you would probably be a competitive eater. Okay, the most famous competitive eating competition is the? Nathan's. Yes, the July 4th Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. But there are competitive eating contests for ice cream by volume in Delaware or spiciness Jalapeno contest in Laredo, as just mentioned. How does one even eat 70 hot dogs in 10 minutes? Okay. Like, what is the science of that? Where does that food even go? In this episode, we will explore the science and the characters behind the disgusting but also kind of remarkable sport of competitive eating. Definitely gross. Definitely remarkable. Don't watch any videos. Yeah. What is our theme? Our theme today is a true American athlete. That's what a competitive eater is.
1: It's a it's a sport. It's a sport. And these people Sorry, are Adam,
0: athletes. What, Adam, tell me something. Tell me. I, I what, thought I thought your theme was gonna be the outline that wrote itself. <laughs> that's By Noah that's Adam. a good one. The podcast Dude, outline that writes itself. I just herself. like I don't what is more American than so the number one food competition, as Adam already mentioned, is the Nathan's hot dog eating competition. That's yeah. the coup de gras, the number one. I can, what is I can more do. American than seeing feel. who can eat more hot dogs. I got a few things. Okay. Tell me Bald Eagles. Yep. Fireworks. Okay. Freedom. The smell of freedom. The smell of freedom. mm mm-hmm. um, I agree. I think that all those things are equal to the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating. I, I smell freedom at the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating competition. I bet if you Definitely. go to Nathan's Hot Dog Eating competition, there's freedom in the air. And as I will talk about in a little bit, there's actually a little too much freedom going on there. Okay. We're going to start off with world records. Yes, we are. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read the thing. I'm going to then I'm going to say the time time frame. Adam's going to say I'm so sorry. Can I just have a quick timeout? Mhm. Have you noticed something about the bar mitzvah chairs? What? They've gotten squeaker. They've just gotten squeak. They're just starting to squeak. So, I hate them. I literally The hate reason them. that we use the bar mitzvah chairs, if you don't know, they've been mentioned a lot in this podcast is because they don't squeak specifically. They're hard I'm- and cheap, and they would be the chairs that you would get at a synagogue. To sit there for hours. Wait, let me explain to people: we have really comfortable chairs that we don't use because we use these like shitty bar mitzvah I temple yeah. chairs, so they don't make noise. I wouldn't go as I wouldn't say they were really comfortable chairs or other chairs. This They're is, decent chairs. After a podcast session, my back is broken. Right, I have a broken back. Anyway, a chafed wiener. Okay, we're talking about world records of eating. Yep. I'm just going to go, Adam, chili in the Ola- in the Orlando. First of all, all these records are verified by Major League Eating, the MLE which Yes, if you're asking yourself, it's the governing body that oversees all professional eating events, right? Again, Adam, chili, Orlando chili cook off competition. How much chili was consumed? How much chili could you consume in not six minutes? Listener, think you got six minutes to eat as much chili as you can. How much are you consuming? Um, chili, let me think. I am consuming maybe I could do a bowl of chili. That's what I was thinking. I was like. I was like, I, I mean, I, you really couldn't, but like, maybe you could try a bowl in six So you minutes. want you want me to guess how much chili the the winner is eating? Just you can just tell me how much you're eating. I, I you would like to know. guess how many the winner right. is eating.
1: That'd guess. be fun for
0: me. I yeah. like to have fun. Okay, capital F. Go. Uh, I think that he ate two hundred bowls of chili. Okay, so it's actually in gallons. Carmen Concati in shit. 2018. Remember, only six minutes to eat all the chili. He ate. 2.4 gallons of chili in six minutes. Oh my God. And so, so like just to measure chili. that out for you, it's 48 cups of chili. So if you look at your measuring glass and take a cup, he ate 48 cups of chili in six minutes. What is in the chili? How like, as as we know, chili is a nebulous concept. Right. Right? Very nebulous. His nickname is the mutiny. I don't know what's in the chili, but it's pretty crazy. Beans and, and some meat. Just Standard chili. Shit. Yeah. I think you'd have to have meat and bean. And gla- glazed donuts. Glazed donuts. You have eight minutes to eat as many glazed donuts as you can. How many do you think you can get? Mm, I think that I can eat two. Okay, so two glazed donuts in eight minutes. I can crush donuts. If, I'm, if I've smoked a, a good little weed, I can crush an old fashioned donut. In eight, sure. in eight minutes, you think you can get, maybe you can get three? Yeah, maybe I get three. Let's donkeys. say three. That'd be impressive, honestly. Joey Chestnut. Oh, the very same. Who we talked about the number one ranked eater right now, the one who had a feud with Kobayashi. Adam will get into Who's an amazing athlete, true American athlete? According to the Major League Eating, he ate fifty-five glazed donuts in eight minutes. Fifty-five. Do you know how many bought 12, 24 what Was that? That's that's like oh, it's over four boxes of donuts. Uh, fifty-five glazed donuts. Yeah, and they're doing the thing where they dunk it in water, right? When I research this, I like cannot look at the look at the videos or the photos. It's they, really it disturbing. Sick. It makes me sick. Right, because well, we have a certain condition with like. A, um, tactile condition where if there's food on our face or if there's even if like i haven't showered in two hours i feel i can feel a little gross dude i'm not a gross feeler i I, don't like feeling gross i cannot i cannot watch photos of this but anyway well, you can't even eat wings right no i can't even eat wings you want to shed light on that as to why you find it gross i don't know why i find it because you get because you get food on your face i can't eat i can't be in a wings place because people have food on their face and like they eat wings, it's a whole thing. Meryl, we we I think we skipped going to barbecue for Brendan's birthday once because we couldn't do the the food the barbecue on the face. Yeah, it probably did. That makes yeah, sense. It's disgusting. Anyway, Joey Chestnut, and Adam, fifty five on donuts in eight minutes. It's a lot of that's a lot of fucking donuts. Yeah, let's go honestly. to Hue- Joey Chestnut has forty six world records across forty six different foods in his own line of mustard. Yeah, I saw that. He's the Michael Phelps of eating huevos rancheros. Huevos? Yeah. How much huevos did somebody? Eat? How much wavos could you could you eat? So once in 12 again, twelve minutes. Twelve minutes. Once again, my question is, what is in these wavos Right. I don't know what's in the wavos but how many how many could you eat in twelve minutes? So, I, agree, I agree with you. It matters. Do like, you want to have like a, a fun discussion about it, or you just want to like, keep going? I agree with you. Like it matters what's in the huevos. However, I would say that you have to have easy over egg. You have to have salsa. Yeah. Right. And cheese. And, jal- and a jalapeno, right? I would say I would say jalapeno. or some sort of pepper. Yeah. In 12 minutes, how many things you could eat? One. One, one way, though. They can be pretty packed, right? Yeah. Okay. Richard the lo- the, locust, the Locust, baby. The Locust, baby. He's an old man. Richard's a, an old fucking Richard man. Richard the Locust Leferve, as Adam's mentioned on the podcast before, he's a 76-year-old man. <laughs> he's an old man. Do you know how much he weighs? he was like 112 pounds he was 117 pounds yeah 76 year old man that weighs 117 pounds he literally look, he looks like bernie sanders aka he is yeah it was like bernie out there competing aka the locust he ate 7.75 pounds of huevos ranchales in 12 minutes is that fucking insane seven pounds he almost eight pounds of huevos in 12 minutes right. talk about huevos so he ate five percent of his body weight in huevos basically He's famous, as Adam has put before another episode. His jaw, episode. right? His jaw. He's famous for the jaw and also the long game. So twelve minutes is actually pretty long for eating competition. Yeah, he's more. He's more of a marathon guy. Yeah, he's a sprinter. He's not an Usain Bolt. He's a marathon guy. He's, he's more a, of a Kipchoge. Would you he, say? Yeah, I'd say he's definitely. <laughs> he's the Kipchoge he's a eating. Runner. He's a Kenyan. Hey, so he has five world records, and each is over ten minutes. Yeah, Adam lobster. Ooh. Yeah. In so, twelve minutes, how much lobster could you eat? Okay, so once again I will ask is this a do we have how much butter do we have Main on the lobster? Main lobster. How much butter is on the lobster? I think it's unbuttered. Okay, so do you have to crack the shells open? Or is it already cracked open for you? Fantastic point. Because obviously, like that's a lot of technique. I'm definitely not sure. Like as Kobayashi goes into, there's actually a ton of technique that goes Dude, into it. I would actually say that's a good point. Okay, so I'm, I'm, sure. I'm going to go with that they, it isn't cracked open. You have a lobster on the table. I think you. you have to crack it open. Okay, so how much time do I have? You have, t- you have 12 minutes. I have 12 minutes. I could eat a claw, like one claw. I know. Right? So- Sonia Thomas, Adam. She's a 53-year-old female. Is this is Sonia Thomas? Sonia Thomas. Sonia Sonia. 53-year-old female that weighs only 105 pounds. She's tiny. She ate, are you ready for this? 44 main lobsters. Oh my God. In this is 12 the- minutes. That's got to be the most impressive well, one. This is what this is why I think that I didn't realize until I researched this. These people are so fucking good at eating. Can you imagine seeing her crack open that one lobster in like thirty seconds, dude? She probably she probably crack crack cracks. It takes and her just twenty. Slurps it down. Does she get shell in her mouth again? That I, be dangerous. Again, I could not watch the videos of this because I get like really sick. So one, I'll jump ahead a little bit. One problem that the competitors had with the Nathan's contest. Is one year that they changed the amount of water cups you were allowed to have. And that like completely altered, it changed the game. Absolutely. Because they have these really specific techniques for eating. So I would love to see how Sonia is eating her lobster. Yeah. Like what, slurping it. About about technique too. Yeah. Joey, technique. Joey Chestnut and this other famous eater, I was going to get to this later, but they film their practice sessions and then they'll like, they'll go over game tape. For sure. And they'll, like, they'll, like, about dunking the dog, like, splitting it. Like, should I split it? Should I split the buns away from it? Yeah. It's a whole fucking thing. He also, he does mouth exercises with a weight in his mouth. Yeah. You've seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does a heavy bag hang from his mouth and yep. clenches his jaw. This is the Tiger Woods of eating. The right. Phelps of eating. Right. Um. Anyway, Sonia Thomas, 53-year-old female, she ate 10% of her body weight in 12 minutes of lobster meat. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Fish tacos. When I go to a restaurant, Adam... If I get three fish tacos on a plate. I'm so sorry. I have another question about the lobster situation. Absolutely. Like I said, this podcast writes itself and I just need to be able to paint. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I bear, yeah, yeah. I'm Baron be Davis. I need to be able to paint. Be a painter. From So why is lobster cost so much then? If these people are eating hundreds of lobsters in one sitting, like why at a restaurant is lobster the most expensive dish? So expensive. If it's just the cockroach of the sea that people eat for fun. At eating contests why is it's expensive just to be expensive you know what i mean like, i want why to, is that meat better than crab meat i I'm once took a, a girl on a date in college somewhere what was the, and it know, just reminds me of it and you know when you go on a date and you're like okay i'm not going to get the most because i was paying and like i'm not gonna get the most expensive thing she got literally the most expensive thing on the menu which was lobster and it was like 80 dollars when i was in college and I should have known that right then. We should have ended it. So eighty dollars in college might have, might have might as well have been eighty million dollars. Might as well have been eighty million dollars. So then you were then you were broke. Then I was fucking broke. So that was your weed money. She basically took your weed money. Then the I lobster. had to beg my friend to get money for forties and like a nug. And a little. After nugget. I took a girl to like so much more money than I would spend on myself from college. Anyway, fish tacos, Adam. If shout, I get, shout out to the girl who got the lobster. Shout out to you, lobster girl. Three. If I get three fish tacos on a plate, I'm like, that's good for me. I'm happy and pretty full. How many fish tacos could you eat in five minutes? If I was Richard the locust LaFave. In five minutes, you, you Adam, personally. Five minutes. How many, how many fish tacos? I actually really like fish tacos. I think I could do I could do three. I think I could. Wait, do but th- like once again, what is in the fish tacos, Noah? I would go corn tortilla, fish. Cabbage. Right? Cabbage. A- A- aioli. I mean it's gonna be pretty mint, maybe some lemon juice. It's gonna be pretty mint. M- mustard you know? aioli. Or yeah. Ma- yeah, ma- yeah, aioli. Yeah, yeah. Five minutes. How many? I think three. three yeah, I think three. three. Once again, Michael Phelps is fucking back. Joey Chestnut, the number one eater in the world. In five yeah. in five minutes, he ate 30 fish tacos. Usain. 30 fish tacos in five minutes. Twinkies. Six minutes to eat as many Twinkies as he possibly can. Twinkie bar. Yeah. You know what's in this one. Yeah. So this one is, a, is, I would think for them with so much technique would be kind of like the putt-putt, like going to the mini golf, basically. Because this one's a straight shove, right? So there's actually there's there's th- there's there's three different kinds of competitions. Okay. Okay. There's there's technique, there's number, and then there's it's um hard. capacity. Oh. So what I mean by that is like technique is like lobster, where you have to get good at cracking open the lobster and slurping it down. Yeah. Okay. Numbers is like how many hot dogs can I eat, right? So when you consume a whole thing, it's one. Mm-hmm. and then capacity they say is the hardest one to beat someone that's good at because capacity is literally like how much chili can i pour down my gullet oh my god yeah the three different kinds of eating in a, in a timed amount it's volume they're all time yeah, yeah 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 right they're all time that's good so, so someone doesn't die probably yeah. back to twinkies right you have six minutes do you want to know how many joey Chestnut ate? Uh, i'm gonna guess that he ate like 300 or something no, in in 6 minutes, which is really crazy, he ate 121 trink, twinkies. Oh my god, that's disgusting. It's, it's so disgusting. Are those things bigger than I thought? They might be. So I think they're wider. You know he said he's, he I was reading an article that he that he that he wrote. He wrote some stuff on. Um, he said like 2 to 3 days after he feels terrible after eating competition. Yeah, I, what do you think their first trip to the bathroom is like after the competition? It is awful. Pints of ice cream. In w- 6 mi- minutes, one of the competitive eaters who I will not name, said that when he does make the trip to the bathroom, it overflows every time. And it's a huge problem. So he lays a tarp down on the bathroom floor. Like the time after he goes, after yes. he eats? Yes. Like, have yeah. you ever... Oh my God. I, I had an enema once, okay? Full disclosure here. And when you do go to the potty after the enema, the entire, the juice that they scored up into you comes out in one sitting. And there you go. <laughs> There's the poop talk for this episode. All right. There we go. We got it in. Pints of ice cream. We're really rushing. You're rushing me. Okay. You're rushing Baron Davis. You're rushing Picasso. I just, I just, I just, these are just fucking crazy. I I want listeners to hear this. I want to read these. Pints of ice cream in six minutes, Adam. How many pints of ice cream could you eat? Um, oh, me? Oh, I could eat two. I love, I love ice cream. I fucking love it. Okay. So Mickey Sudo, a 25 year old, 125 pound female. Smaller than us by a solid amount. And we're quite small, Adam. She ate 16 and a half pints of ice cream in six minutes. 16 and a half? 16 and a half pints oh of ice cream how, in six minutes. If you have dairy allergies, how bad would you feel after that? Honestly. How bad would you feel after that? 16 and a half pints of ice cream in six minutes. Just lay out 16 and a, six and a half pints in front of you. How How much does she weigh? 125 pounds. Jesus fucking H. Okay. Yeah. Last and most famous one, the Nathan's hot dog competition. The number one comp the Pebble Beach. The Pebble Beach. In ten minutes. Yes. Joey Chestnut again. Yep. Yeah. He ate. Seventy three. Seventy-three hot dogs. Yep. Yeah. yeah. In ten minutes. Right. With and a bun. With a bun. All them with a the bun. I, I'll skip ahead a little bit. When they were doing this competition ten years ago, the record was the record was twenty five. And it has now gone up to seventy three. In how many years? In about fifteen years. That's how far we've come. Competitive oh my eating. God, we've come far. We really have. It's with the bun. Yes, with bun. With bun, seventy five Go, go. Last time you went to a ballpark and you had a hot dog, seventy five of them in ten minutes. That's Joey Chestnut. But break it down. Like they don't eat it with. The, they don't shove it with the bun into their mouths. They like some of them break it in half with the bun and then they dunk. They dunk a half. Start chewing and they dunk the other half and then start chewing. Yeah. It's it's called the chipmunk. It's disgusting. With their mouths. My God. Describe it. The chipmunk is like the technique where basically at the end of a competition, you still have 30 seconds to chew. Right. So you stuff the corners of your mouth as full as you can right before the end. Mm-hmm. Utter- how, how can they oh, do this? What Adam? a squeak that was. Yeah. How can they do it? How can someone eat 75 hot dogs in 10 minutes? Okay. It's my know. next I'm, wait- I'm waiting for you to tell me how they do this. As you may have heard on our, our athletes made or born episode being a pro athlete. Adam, what's it a combination of? It's a combination of skill and nurturing. Natural ability and hard work. Yes. Skill and nurturing. Like how you said it. In a study published in 2007 by gastroenterologist, David Metz. He compared how the intestinal tract of a world-class eater behaved during an eating competition to that of an average person. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's looking at their intestinal tract. Seeing what the differences are. Non-competitive eater stomachs. They only go to about two fists. Before the. What's called the. Cita- satiety. Reflex oh, kicks in. Try it again. What is it? <laughs> satiety. Satiety. Reflex? Satiety. What's it called? Satiety. 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 Se- seashells. Oh my god. Seashells. Seashells, where seashells by the sea the satiety sword. reflex kicks in. In which. In which. The, basically your stomach tells your brain. To stop eating. Okay. Okay. So they found that competitive eaters, they, first of all, didn't have this reflex. And second of all, they were able to expand their stomachs to form like an enormous flaccid sack. Like imagine a a garbage bag. Competitive eaters are are able to form their stomachs into a garbage bag. (laughs) Yeah. So a normal person, it only goes two fists. It's like two fists big. Yeah. Competitive eater is a garbage bag. They can just keep expanding What those. do you mean two-fifths big? Two-fifths bigger two than fists, what it already fists, is? Fists. Two-fists. Okay. Yeah, take your two-fists and like put it by your stomach. That's like how big you could probably get your stomach. But a competitive eater with combination of skill and nurturing of talent... Can uh, can expand it to a garbage bag. Like a large garbage like bag? Like a large garbage bag. Gee, oh my god. So why would some humans like have this trait? As the lead researcher put it, man is an evolved species. A snake. Exactly. In the very beginning, when you ate, you ate as much as you possibly could because you never knew when your next meal was going to come. So and so, if you had a capacious stomach that that relaxed a lot and could take a lot of food without making you vomit, you would. So basically, it's like natural selection. There's an advantage to be able to be able to garbage bag your stomach, definitely, because you can eat as much as possible at one time. If you do have that much in there, do you process it like a snake does? Like, do you not need? No idea. Do you not need to eat for the next three weeks because of the giant? Garbage bag worth of hot dogs that you is, have in your stomach. If you ate seventy five hot dogs in ten minutes, how like when when do you when is your next meal? So that, that's the first question I would ask is about everything that has to do with after the competition. Right? What's the bathroom trips like? When is your next meal? Are you are you how long are you messed up for? Is what I wanna know. I I really I really wanna know when you next eat, to be honest. Yeah, right. So are you processing it like a snake? Are you snaking it? Do you? Are, are you, you snaking? Can you process that many calories, or do you just do you just poo out? Are like, you camel? Are you cameling slash snaking? I would love to know when they next. Ate I think after you that. do poo out a lot of it. Probably. I don't. I don't think human. We're not built to eat that much at one time. Process it to snake, but actually, but maybe we are because if you could do that,
1: it'd you be would survive it better. It'd be an advantage. Yeah, it'd be an advantage. What? Um,
0: so why are some eaters really skinny? This is another thing. I read a couple records by. Like Matt Stoney, he's the only person to beat Joey Chestnut in the last 13 years at the Nathan's Hot Dog (laughs) Eating Competition. It's because Kobayashi's not there. Yeah, yeah, that's a true fact. He's a holder, as you'll get into, he's a holder of 14 world records. He only weighs 130 pounds. Yeah. You would would think he'd be like a 300-pound dude. These guys are pretty small. These guys are small. And, And some of them are really, really ripped. They are, yeah. They're like ripped and small. So what's up with that? So the reason that... By the way, Richard the Locus, as we mentioned, he weighs 117 pounds. The famed Kobayashi is 128 pounds. Right. It's a lot of small, really, really good eaters. So why are they so ripped? Basically, what they think it is, what people think it is, is that if you're fat in your stomach, I'm like patting my stomach right now. But if you're fat in your stomach, when you put all the food inside of you, your, your stomach, it can't enlarge because your fat's pressing against it. So if you're if you're really skinny, when you eat and when you have that c- capacious stomach and you start making the garbage bag, there's Vol- no fat pushing against your stomach to stop you. A voluminous stomach. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that. So gravity is pushing the fat down, and you yeah. can't expand. Basically, more. The, the fat holds in your abdomen, so you can't expand your stomach more. That's what you get from being a fat ass. That's what you get. You honestly. can't eat as much. You oh, can't but, even eat as much. But Noah's right. Like the people winning these competitions are small and ripped usually. Not I would say, I would say small and skinny. They're skinny, yeah. They're definitely yeah, skinny, so they can skinny. expand the shit out of their abdomen. At one point in time, though, Kobe Kobayashi was was Jack New Jack City. Big. He was jacked. He was jacked the whole time. He still so is jacked. All of them physically, all of them physically training, especially running with cardio because they say that it helps them breathe when they're stuffing food down their mouth. Yeah, like they have to said, be able to like breathe. Like we said, it's a sport. These okay. are athletes. American athletes who can eat the most Nathan's Hot Diesels. Yeah. Training. This is according to Yasir Salem, who was at the time of this article in 2015 when he wrote it. He was the number number 10 ranked eater. He gives some good insight, though. Do you know like, what his walk-up music is? Give it to me. Ay, ay, yeah, ay, it ay, ay, is. It is. It's crazy. Did you get that right from Nathan's website? Yeah. Yasir Salem. He said, at first, he could only get down four hot dogs with a bun in 10 minutes. I'm sure. So that's what you start at. You start at four. So to train, he started drinking tons of water and training to stretch his stomach. Oh my God. So he would drink. He would like time himself for a minute. If you want to get better at competitive eating, this is how you do it. Time yourself for a minute and go drink as much water as you can. (laughs) And then just like keep getting better at that. Once you get up to a gallon of water in a minute, Adam. Yeah. Do do you understand that? A gallon of water in a minute, Mm -hmm. he says you're ready to compete. Jesus Christ. Once you get your minute up to a gallon. So other things he does two to three times a week, he steams. Oh my God. That would be, he, dude, that would fuck me up. Thank like, you, you not, for, for getting my, it. With my stomach, with our stomach, it would just straight up dude, mess us up. Do you know how much a gallon is of water in a minute? Ew. What? So what happens after you do it? But though? but like he said, dude, like he started with only four hot dogs and the record 73. Yeah. That's how much you can stretch your stomach. Also, there's some you know natural ability going on there. For sure. Also, like you just have to put up with the nastiness factor. Honestly. Yeah. You have to be able to like stand having food in your face and food. The na- I can't even look at pictures. I can't even look at a picture. Yeah. It's, it's truly, it's truly raw. Let me say something about Richard, the locust. We're going to get him on this podcast. Richard, Richard, we'll have- you're coming on. 76 year old man. want to hear about the locust. Two or three times a week to train. Yasir Salem. He steams eight pounds of broccoli and cauliflower and eats it in 20 minutes. Uh, which is fast paced but it's much slower than contests so that's like he's like down down his down training is to steam eight pounds of broccoli and cauliflower and eat it in 20 minutes <laughs> that's like the 13 mile run if you're training for a marathon that's like the 13 mile run training for a marathon That's exactly right right once he's done with the broccoli he then does his gallon of water drink mm-hmm. after eating eight pounds of broccoli that's when you know you've reached the next level that yeah he does it two to three times a week jaw training yeah, jaw training. They do label the problem is that training. when you're in a context, when you're breaking apart hot dogs and you're stuffing them down your gullet, that your jaw gets tired from chewing. Mm-hmm. It literally gets tired from trying to chew 74 hot dogs in, in Dem- 10 minutes. mastication. Yeah, it gets tired. So competitors will like walk around. They'll chew six pieces of gum at a time. Some chew on silicon tubes, which are you... Yep. Yeah, that's what I saw Joey Chestnut doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, but with the jaw thing, because if you train your jaw to be really strong... One of the side effects is that you have really bad sleep apnea, right? I know that really? because my jaw is strong in general, and I wake How up. How do you know you have a strong jaw? Because the dentist can't. Dentist can't open my mouth. Ugh. Yeah. When they then they go to open, they have to always shove like the the little thing in there to make it with springs, basically to make it open. Oh my god. Yeah, like a trap. Jesus Christ! Now um, I have to go to the. Dentist but when you have side, sleep apnea, you wake up like four to five times a night. So I'm just thinking these guys who have dude. Extra strong jaws. They must wake up so much I, during the night and never sleep. A true American athlete. Okay, we're talking. Right. We're talking about true athletes that people suffer, are talking about concussions okay, for spring. football players. We should be talking about sleep apnea for, for competitive shipping. eaters. Absolutely. A couple of years before, Yassir salam salaam, Adam, He had a a mental block. There is so much body bodily function going on right now. I'm talking about. It's actually. I think it's. I it's think affecting. it's from talking about the eating. Can I tell you something else? Just a quick sidebar. Yeah. The bar mitzvah chairs are unacceptable. Uh, I need a more just, comfortable chair. Just now they've literally chair. become unacceptable. And and they're hurting my spine just sitting in it and I squeaking. Need a chair. If they're going to squeak, why are we in the chairs? You know what I mean? I totally fucking agree with you. All right. There you go. Anyway, he had a mental block and he went to a hypnotherapist. Again, we're talking about Yosier Salem and his training for being a competitive eater. He realized that his fear of vomiting was holding him back. So was like, he's like, I'm afraid of vomiting. It's not like letting me reach my potential. Yeah. So then he went to a biofeedback specialist. Yep. to help him train and suppress his gag reflex. <laughs> That's how committed he is. Now, every morning when he brushes his teeth, he pushes the brush super far back as a way to train his gag reflex every day. That guy would be so, the, guy again, the most popular guy. What, pres- is, this, what is this dude doing? He's he's chugging gallons of water in a minute. He's two or three times a week, he's eating eight pounds of broccoli. And he's also training his gag reflex every day. Oh my God. So c- competitive eaters usually specialize as well. As we talked about, there were the three different kinds of eating: county foods, weighted foods, and capacity. They specialize in an, in a contest or in a in type. a type. Okay. Yeah, they usually specialize in a type. Um, to pre- to prepare for a contest, Adam. He cuts down on solid food two days before, and he basically just eats fruit. Yeah. Do they? So do they starve themselves the day before? Or, so or I mean, they're all different. But what he he does he cuts down solid food for two days. He still eats fruit. And then the morning of the contest, he goes for an hour long run and has a really strong coffee, which he said cleans him out. Wow. Yeah. So he doesn't eat for two days. Then he goes on an hour long run, has really strong coffee. And he's like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to like. So this dude is a professional eater. That means that he's, his, uh, livelihood right. is made from professional eating. That's the deal. Like they're, they're like, they get money. They live based on how they can eat. So he's doing this full awful. He's doing it full time. I don't know why you would like this. Oh, you're an athlete. You like being an athlete? It's just like... So Joey, Joey Chestnut, mm-hmm. he was a construction manager before going pro eater. He said, he, he said when he first started, he could only get to 20 hot dogs and then he trained himself to get to 73. As he says, Joey, this is Joey Chestnut, the Michael Phelps of eating. I kind of look at it like an engineering problem and I need to find a way to get more in me and make my body adapt. There are people who are naturally better than me but I think I put the work in there to make myself the best. Okay. Another, another quote he says about competing. He says, I want to see how far I can go. I know I'm capable of more than the se- the 74. I think it was 74 more than the 74. It still makes me happy. It's a weird thing. I go into it knowing I'm going to feel like garbage for two days and I feel like garbage going into it. It's the fasting and a weird calorie intake, but it's just, I like the whole process. I like it. I like the feeling of being full. <laughs> I like beating people. It's a weird addiction joey fucking chestnut my brain american athlete kudos to you adam it's time for halftime honey all right what do you think about that i have so many thoughts tell me your thoughts i think that these people are pushing their bodies to the limit and i'm surprised that more people haven't died doing this aren't you I. it is insane it's fucking like I choking, like, choking like stomach rupture. Like, right. How right. many fucking things can go wrong these people here? must normally, because athletics are a combination of natural ability and nurturing, right? Right. So these people must have really good stomachs. Like, they must not be Jewish, right? Is there a Jewish competitive eater? As a there great. Can't I can't I didn't see because one. Because we have the most sensitive stomachs on the planet, I didn't see one. right? Dude, they have, I, I totally agree with you. They have amazing stomachs to be able to digest that. And just no gross out. They're not grossed out. So, for example, like, if we ate one hot dog, your body would hurt because of the bun. You be you're, you. don't have the natural ability right there. I, well, I think if I ate 74 hot dogs, I'd be, like, I, I would die. I actually think I like I might die. You would die from the gluten of the bun. I think I'd fucking I, die. Well, this just makes me think about running. Like, could we be... And it's <laughs> back to running. Could, could Eric's back, back to running. running. We always get back to running. Could we be the worst runners ever made because of our bodies... and And what they're telling people like, the reason we need to run is because we get fat really easily okay so we have to run but we hate running now I've caught you up on our running we're going to take a quick musical break and after that it is going to be time for the halftime honey so you think the running is like the eating like we just couldn't do the eating that's what I'm thinking about right now Like, why does it hurt me so bad when I run my knees because running blows no, it's because I don't think it hurts, like, Kipchoge as much as it hurts me. Kipchoge the Kenyan runner? Yeah. No, I don't think it hurts Kipchoge as much as you. What was the mile time? What was the, like, uh, record? It's so outrageous. It's like four minutes and 20 seconds. For, like, for 26 miles, right? So I don't think it hurts that dude as much as you running. And we got to the speaking part of it. Noah. Yeah, yeah, This is the halftime, honey. Where we toast... And celebrate some absurd science in the news that is somehow related to our episode. I find the story, and Noah, he responds with his immediate thoughts. Okay? So, this halftime, honey, and I raise my glass. And Noah, what are we drinking today? You guys know what we're drinking. Jack Daniels, if you do not provide us with new chairs, besides these stupid bar mitzvah chairs that we have. Yeah, the chairs are really fucking killing me. We're going to fucking switch to your friend, Jim. We are. See how you fucking like it. While we may be drinking Jack Daniels right now. Drink Four Sigmatic Coffee. Use Dude Nature as a coupon code for ten percent off. What is the Jack Daniels drinking record? Look that up really quick. Yeah, no, it's happening. <laughs> We're looking it up. Let's see. I'm going with the first thing. No, that this is not going to be good because the pro- person who probably did this. Right, probably, died, right. probably died. You know, in a frat house somewhere, somewhere in Arizona. Um, all I see is you, a student, slammed for drinking yep, two things go. of Jack Daniels in 18 seconds. Exactly. So I raised my glass. He defended his actions saying it was an impressive world record feat. <laughs> that he drank two liters of Jack, two things of Jack Daniels in 18 seconds. He must have been a big dude, just, right? I'm just telling you guys what I um, initially looked up on Google. So don't, <laughs> I have no, don't do <laughs> this. no idea of the other parts of that story. Don't Please don't do that. Do nature does not have any liability for you drinking two handles of Jack Daniels by yourself. Don't do it. Here we go. I raised my glass (laughs) of Jack Daniels, honey. Yeah. To the state of New Jersey for introducing a new bill to the Senate where you can bet on competitive eating competitions. Last week. That's fucking awesome. That's fucking awesome. Why not? That's Why not? Jay Chestnut not getting any odds. Wait, that's great. Let's fucking, let's put some. Oh, I can't watch it though. If the great Kobayashi ever makes a comeback. You're going to put money on him? Hell yeah. I love Kobe. Huge Kobe guy. Could you could you actually watch a competition though? No, I'm good. It is I'm good. It is disgusting. It's it's uh, it's it's brutal, dude. Even even when you suggest when we were first doing this episode, I was like, it's really interesting, but it's like it's very hard for me to look at pictures. I, honestly, since we have the tactile issue that I've tried to explain on the podcast, where we kind of we kind of feel and sense things that are, you, you know what I mean, that are off. I have a really hard time with just a little bit of food in my face. I you know, know what I mean? I know. I, don't you? I, yeah. No, I have a, I have a horrible. horrible time. We, we can't eat wings. We do, we don't eat wings because of this, right? Something's wrong. Have you been us. eating wings and just just not telling me? No, I can't eat wings because I have to eat. People make fun. People make fun of me. My friends make fun of me, for when I eat ribs or wings, I take a fork and a knife and I cut the meat off. That's how much of a serial killer I am. Right. Exactly. Adam Kobayashi and Joey Chestnut. Okay. The feud. We're going to talk about two great athletes of our time. One is Takeru Kobayashi, and one is Joey Chestnut. Obviously, Kobayashi, Takeru Kobayashi, is Japanese. Joey Chestnut being from San Jose, California. Shout out to the great San Jose. He got his start eating asparagus in San Jose. Yeah, that's how he started. And like okay. the first competition was asparagus. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? The Michael Phelps. The Michael Phelps. Okay. But we're going to go back in time and we're going to talk about how competitive eating started and why it became such a big oh thing. Oh my God. This is great. And to do this, we need to start with George Shea. You may have run into him on your research. He is, who is the guy in WWE? That, it's M- M- McMahon, right? He's the McMahon who promotes WWE and appears during the competitions He's the McMahon of Major League Eating. In fact, he's also the founder of Major League Eating. So he's too. like the avatar? He's the avatar. In the Nathan's Hot Dog Contest, he is the one that wears the hat and is prancing around and going up on floaties and getting the crowd amped up. He's the founder and also avatar. So he's the founder, right? he's the president, and he's the promoter. Avatar. The front man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His brother also works in the, the company also, Major League Eating. But Major League Eating, don't kid yourself, like it is a big money-making enterprise They have 65 different competitions now worldwide and they are, they try to encompass all of competitive eating, at least in the U S okay. Okay. So George Shea, right? He's a business guy. He was a reporter and he was tasked to go to the Nathan's hot dog contest in 1990 and write a, write a piece on it. It was tiny. It was a very, very small event, but he saw potential to make it bigger. Okay. He's only like 21 years ago. Let's let's do that again. Ninety ninety, so, right? I'm gonna bring you back. Holy shit, thirty-one. Try it again. Try it again. Oh, 31. Okay, I got it. Okay, but who's counting? Right, thirty-one years. Oh my God, George Shea. He had an idea. This guy is a, a dream. Big, this guy is very much like the the marketing type. You know, he's he's the. You I know mean, what I mean? I he's the he's the guy that would take sixty new tropics a day, except right. Not Silicon Valley jersey, if it's, instead of Silicon Valley, take Make it a jersey out put, and put the jersey in him so he would like he would go to a nightclub and code for sure. at a nightclub for sure, except he wouldn't be coding, right? He, he would, would be, be getting eating people pizza to buy something, shit. yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So he needed a story for his contest, and guess what? He fucking found one, and his quotes are when he's been asked about this rivalry that he created, which I'm going to get into the rivalry being between Kobayashi and Chestnut. What, he's, what he said was, what I say isn't true in the form of words, but it is emotionally true. What? Okay, so chew on that for a second. This is the kind of guy that he well, is. He's just like, he's just like, is like a crazy, but he's like a really well, good promoter. When I was watching his interviews, you know, he... Like, I get it. I totally get it. Like, you have to have a compelling story to promote your business, Major League Eating. And it's entertainment. It's entertainment. And it entertains people. So I don't, like, blame him for it. So he's just trying... He isn't entertaining. He's trying to make himself a character. So he'll say something like that in interviews, but then kind of laugh at his own jokes because it's ridiculous. But he's, like, trying to make himself a character. Oh, he has made himself a character. Yes, he's smart. Smart. Okay. So also what he said in 1990 when he was calling around, he figured out that Japanese... People in Japan were having tons of competitive eating competitions. Like they've been doing this for much, much longer than we have. Okay. They are ace at it. So what he told the American people was: Japanese competitive eaters, this quotes, are traveling the highways of America looking for competition. Okay. Wow. So there's just <laughs> yeah, these, yeah, I love it. these Japanese eaters. They're they're, on they're, around, they're more than you. Like, will fuck you up, America. America. Fuck <laughs> you up. Right. Okay. So he tricked people into thinking that Japanese people, Japanese eaters were talking shit. So that's, that is who he's looking for. All right. And then now we get to Takeru Kobayashi, right? Yeah. And when we think about great athletes, there's a combination of skill, combination of nurture. And there's also a combination of a great opportunity, like Messi being picked out by Barcelona, right? Everything just falls in the right place. So George Shea of Major League Eating, he's looking for a Japanese eater. That's, that's to, really To good. represent, like, the heel. Right, to be so, the heel. He's right, literally... I, I so, what, McMahon, you, I, you see the... I see why yeah. you use WWE. At exactly. First I was like, why did you do that? No, you, you nailed it. It's the heel. So, he's like, he's looking for a heel. He's trying to build some kind of tension. Right. What do you mean but by... I, can you tell people what you mean by heel? Heel, I mean bad guy. Yeah, he's looking for a bad guy. He's looking for a bad guy. He's trying to build tension. I Wait, I kind of respect him. I respect. I do, I do too. I think he, he made some mistakes, but... I, mean, it's I don't huge, think major like eating is a big thing though i think that if you're doing this kind of business you have to separate your own personality from like the business persona that you we, have a hundred percent right it's i listened to an interview with, with um with triple h if you know world wrestling and he was like actually mcmahon is like a great guy like blah 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 but just the character that he's playing during this entertainment is completely different anyway sometimes i, I wonder about that with a lot of people like the character that they're playing in real so life. So, like, like people might not know who this is. Mark, like Mark Maron's podcast, right? Is he is that he really character? like this depressed, like, like you know, kind of like ex comedian, or is he actually not like that at all? I think about that a lot. I also think about Tim Ferriss. Honestly, like, is he really that nuts, or is he just kind of like that's his audience? He knows who his audience. Is. He's got. Like, he's doing the Silicon Valley. He's got to do. He's got to do the thing. But then, like, he gets off the call and he just like hangs out on his couch. I think everyone has to put on some sort of a mask when they're at work. I just did. As well, when I was at work. Right now. You know? Right now, where you're literally getting paid. Right, right now, right now. I'm getting paid. <laughs> okay, anyway, so in comes Kobayashi. Kobayashi, his dad is a Buddhist monk and is the historian at a temple, being a Buddhist temple. That is insane. Right. And he comes from Nagano, Japan. Doesn't come from a lot of money. And he wanted to be really, really good at something. But he was really, really bad at school. Just like us. He he hated school and he was really bad at it. And his dad told him, it doesn't matter. School doesn't matter. You just have to pick something out to be really good at. And he was like, well, I really like eating. So I'm going to be the best at eating. That is so fucking cool. It's really cool. Good, good job, dad. Good foresight by his dad. Good dad, job, dad. Dad of the year. Dad of the year. Okay. So... In 2001, he came over to the Nathan's hot dog eating contest, and he got no interviews, and nobody knew who he was. But he had been dominating competitions in Japan in t- 2001. Yeah, and this is when this is in Major League Major League Eating now owns Nathan's, and Nathan. now is when I realize that I don't know his age, but I'm just thinking of the of the interviews that I was watching, and he looks like he's 16. He looks <laughs> like he's about 16. Major League he, Eating, the, D- the George O'Shea? Yeah, Sorry. George Shea. Sorry, I don't think there's no. It's not Irish. <laughs> I don't Irish his name. I don't. Th- I, you you Irish his name. Oh Shay. <laughs> it's just Shay. Um, he he. They own Nathan's right at this point. They own that competition at this point. Yeah, it's George it's Shay. unclear to me the relationship with Nathan's Major League Eating. They're either partners with Nathan's or they are part of Nathan's. I know now Major League Eating is the governing body over Nathan's. Right. It's the, like the NBA, the NBA is the governing body over Correct. the playoffs. The event itself, yes. They own the yeah. event itself. The, that is their flagship event, the July 4th hot dog eating competition. Yeah, yeah. Where is it? it? It's in by the way it's in Coney Island. No, it's fucking right? dope. It's awesome. Okay. So Kobayashi, he was dominating competitions in Japan. Okay. In two thousand one, when he came over for his first competition, he couldn't believe how fat people were. That's all he would talk about. He is a 16 year old. He's coming to, he doesn't speak English. He's coming to an American culture that he does not understand at all and still has trouble with to this day, as we will get into later. He said in quotes, there are no overweight eaters in Japan. I had never seen people that big. I had never done hot dogs in a competition before. (laughs) Okay. He had never done hot dogs. He had never seen fat American people. And these people in 2001 with this first contest, they're like they're just like truck. It's like a, I like a truck driver and right. like but even I though, like, eat no. like shit at it's rest just stops. People, so it was just people that like to eat a lot. It was just like Jersey people. Just like literally so pulled from the crowd, I would pulled say them from the crowd. Now it's become like someone that trains to do it professionally, not just someone that eat, likes to eat a lot. Right. And these were huge dudes. Huge, huge fat dudes. He's a tiny, He's a tiny Japanese, Japanese man. dude. He looks like an anime character. But at this point he was so good at eating. That he said that girls to date him would come up and give him uh, gifts of food no as way. presents. And have him eat them in front of him. He said he was eating four pounds a day of food, gifts from girls. Because he's, like, he's a handsome... Have you seen pictures of him when he was young? He's not bad. He's a handsome guy. How, how did he stay ripped? He trains like a motherfucker. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? But at the beginning, he wasn't exactly ripped. He was more skinny than ripped. Right. And then he becomes rich. Push that abdomen out. Okay. So in 2001, here's what he did. He came to the competition and on the first day, he tripled the American record. He tripled it. In the videos of the competition, Jesus. all the giant fat dudes stop eating. And they just watch him. And his everyone else is trying to shove hot dogs in their mouth. And he's taking And he's breaking it. the hot dog in half, bringing water, dunking it in water, shoving the bun, the bun and then shoving the wieners into his mouth in this unbelievable technique like he's you know i don't want, like he's wrapping sushi almost is what it looks like so he breaks the dog and they're just like in. shoving the mouth they can't believe it they're talking to each other they cannot believe it he triples the american record he eats 50 hot dogs on that day okay he's basically the mozart and lionel messi of competitive eating at this point and so people are just like holy shit this tiny ass 16 year old is railing me and then that day he was on sports center Okay, this wide-eyed yeah. Japanese kid. He's pretty handsome. He's very fit. He just blew competitive eating open. So let's move on from the 2001 competition. Okay, Kobayashi and competitive eating and where the sport goes with him. So his vision, Kobayashi, for the sport was different than George Shea's. George Shea, he just wants to make money. It's, it's entertainment to him. It's, it's basically wrestling is a good comparison for this. Right? Huge crowds of people doing spectacle kind of shit. Kobayashi is like, no, he's like, his dad has told him, you know, to be really good at something. He's committed to making it a serious sport. I love That's it. That's how he's always seen it. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's a serious thing to him. You know, when he gets the competition, he's like really friendly and stuff, but he's like ripped. He trains super hard. He wants it to be like a major segment on ESPN. He wants it to be a real sport. Okay? Like a, like major. And that division between the two, the two visions gets bigger and Enter- bigger. Entertainment it and seems like. like really real sport. Yeah. So in the early days of competitive eating, it was a lot of spectacle. Like, for example, there's an event called the Glutton Bowl, owned by Major League Eating, which Kobayashi competes against other Americans, giant Americans, to eat a bowl of cow brains on TV. Holy shit. They fill up this glass bowl of cow... It's like Fear Factor shit. They fill up a bowl of cow brains, and everybody eats it. But Kobayashi, being the Tiger Woods of competitive eating, he says that that's when, at that moment, he learned... To block off his smell. And he just devoured cow brains. And he he crushed everyone in that competition. Right. So he says that if you learn how to get smell out of um, what you're doing, you'll become a much better eater. Once again, he's taking it seriously, right? Yeah, no, no, no. He's taking it seriously while the vision of George Shea was not serious. It was more spectacle. So his next event was Kobe versus a grizzly bear. Man versus beast. Okay. In one side of the stage, it's Kobayashi. And a bunch of hamburgers. In the other side of the stage, it's a grizzly bear. That is amazing. I I do not think that this would fly in two thousand twenty because it's a bear. They literally release the bear out of a cage, and it eats a bunch of hamburgers. That is unfucking believable. Um, after the event, he looked really, really scared in the interview, and his translator says Kobayashi was very, very scared of the big, big, big bear. <laughs> Who won? He he won. He won. He, he beat, beat a fucking bear. He beat the bear. Right. So a, a small, 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 man. small, small, Japanese man. Small, small Japanese man beat a grizzly bear. We fast forward to 2004. Okay. The, before the Nathan's hot dog event in 2004, the announcers say this. To compare Kobayashi against Tiger Woods, it's a slight against Kobayashi. <laughs> I love it. For how much he was dominating okay. the sport. Okay. He was. Yeah. 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 I love Not it. Not only that, but he was, I mean, we've heard of his name before. If you don't know exactly who he yeah, is. Yeah, I have heard of him. He was in a MasterCard commercial. He was in a Coors Light commercial. He threw multiple first pitches for the Mets. You know, he's pretty big in America. Americans love him. Right. They love a man ex- that can eat a lot of hot dogs really fast. Instead of being the heel, people love him because he's really friendly. He would never, like, put anyone down. Like, he he was always smiling and waving to the do- competition. And dominating. And then he would just... He would crush people, like, three times his size. So, it was pretty crazy. That is so cool. All right. So... There's Kobayashi. Joey Chestnut, like I said, we're going to switch to him for just mm-hmm. a second, and then we will combine the two. Oh, I love it. He started competitive eating at an asparagus competition in San Jose. He won that, and then he went to Nathan's, and he ate 50 at his first competition, just like Kobayashi. Damn. But he admired Kobayashi so much. I love it. Like you said, with sometimes athletes, like they may not know what they can do, Joey Chestnut had no idea he could do that on the first day. He was just a fucking natch. He was the natural. Aka he was the, the natural. The, he was the natural? Yeah. So all of a sudden, he started doing well on the circuit. And Shea, George Shea, he got wind of this, right? His vision of kind of turning Kobayashi into a heel was right there in front of him. Yeah, he was finally. like, oh, I can do that. I can do this. I can flip I this I can out. do this, right? Okay. He was looking for a story and a narrative that Kobayashi was the enemy. And in every interview, I just want to say it once again, Kobayashi is super friendly. Right. So he's just not a heel guy. Right. Not a heel guy. Actually a hero because he's like a, he's, an under, he's an underdog. But what he's started s- to happen small. is as he would go against Joey Chestnut, and Joey Chestnut did beat him a couple of times, what happened was he would get booed on the stage. And not only would he get, he started to what? get booed on the stage, but there were people that started attending the events. It, it looks like the same people that stormed the Capitol, basically, that were are starting to do some racist shit. You can imagine. Wait, what? Yeah, some racist ass shit. At the eating competition? Yeah. So in Kobayashi's words, in Japanese culture, we don't boo competitions. It is not necessary to boo an opponent. But I now understand more about American culture by watching politics and learning about negative campaigning. Oh my God. So he had to learn that in the US, that's something that people do. He's say bad shit about other people? Say really, really, really bad racist shit about each other. That's awful. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty bad. So not only was there racist shit starting, but Shay started playing into the whole Kobayashi as a heel thing, and che- Joey Chestnut is the great white American savior. Yeah, of, Joey Chestnut is, is big and white. Of competitive eating, right? And then Joey Chestnut, he also played into it. He said some mean things. He called Kobayashi crazy like four or five times that I saw on air. Which wasn't very good. He also accused Kobayashi of... Kobayashi lost to Joey Chestnut in 2006, I believe. It may not be totally correct. But the next time, the next competition, Kobayashi's mom passed away and he quit eating completely. Okay, so he was out of eating. So he couldn't attend the next Nathan's Hot Dog competition, which is the flagship competition. Right. League eating. Joey Chestnut accused him of lying that his jaw... That he hurt his jaw. And the way that Kobayashi hurt his jaw, my pot filter just moved, is because he was training so hard to get back to the competition because he had quit because his mom died. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. he hurt his jaw when he was training. What okay? a dick. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's a dick, okay? George Shea was being a dick too. So basically Kobayashi- Long turned, live Kobayashi. He turned into the enemy, okay? So what's up with so? So what? Kobayashi did return back in the late 2000s yeah. to eat. But he had to devise a special way to eat because his mouth was completely screwed up. Oh, so he like tra- he broke his mouth. So training, he he wrecked his mouth. He got injured. He had like... A- ACL. He had an ACL. He had an ACL that like basically he had an ACL. basically ruined his career. And so that was happening. He was the heel. He returned to the U.S. and instead of getting everyone loved him, he was getting booed off the stage. Basically, what? In one event, he he missed the event so much he went to the event and. While he was in a contract dispute with major league eating and he got kicked out by security. And of course, like this is, this press. He just loved eating so much. He went to the event. So what George Shea said, which I completely understand. I mean, we have this podcast. He said any kind of press we can get that we don't have to pay for is great. I mean, yeah. So, right. So Kobayashi gets kicked out of the event. You can imagine the C word content that gets generated. a huge problem for the world. It's a huge problem for the world, right? Sensationalism. And stuff but, like that, but that any sensational is anything is good. Anyways, okay. your name being mentioned to wrap it up, he didn't agree to a con- new contract with Major League Eating in the late 2000s because they prevented him from doing any other competitions that weren't involved with Major League Eating. Come back and actually come back, be- Kobe Yash. We know you listen to this podcast. Because, come back because of this and his fight with the contract. Joey Chestnut was able to get a much looser contract where he can participate in other events, an athletic contract. Wow! So okay. he helped all athletes. Kobayashi, now, he says he feels free. And he only participates in eating competitions that he feels are fair. Okay? Checked out his Instagram. He's kind of a mercurial mercurial dude. Okay? Has a girlfriend that honestly dresses up like a geisha for interviews. I don't know how else to say it. It's weird. Is a white girl that does that. It is odd. It is odd. But he seems like a super nice guy. Honestly. How's he getting money? Is he still getting money from... You would think that someone these days who... He... I don't really know. We don't know that much about Instagram, but he only has twenty thousand followers. You would think that someone that famous would have like a million or something. Yeah, I'm. He does competitions. He gets endorsements. And he's doing fine. Kobayashi, we want you back. We want you back, Kobe. We want you fucking back, Kobe. Kobe, come back. Let's get him on the podcast. Him, and the, him, and the Locust and George Shay. The thought is that Kobayashi wasn't mad at the people booing him. He was more mad at Major League Eating and Shea. For breaking his heart. Oh my God. And for having just a completely different vision for the sport than what he, when he, he was thought. just a nice guy that just wanted to go compete. So yeah. So now competitive eating is kind of a silly entertainment thing, but he thought it was going to be something completely different. He thought it was going to be more like baseball basically. So there you go. It's, it is funny though, that that was his vision because I actually do feel like nowadays when you look at the, like when you look at the major league eating website, they have com- totally modeled it off of baseball. Yeah. Like their branding yeah, is modeled absolutely. that way. So what's interesting to me is that I think that his vision of it wanting to be serious, they've now come full circle to that. So Joey Chestnut says also that he regrets a lot of the things that happened with the contract. Like he he should have been more involved in it. He regrets saying all the the mean things about him and playing into the whole narrative. Because obviously, you know, Shea was pushing the narrative because it was good for, good for business. Great for business, as we know. Crazy. Crazy stuff. All right so drama and major league eating let's take a a musical break and then after that we will go to the open kimono by the way you're right about the midst of the chairs squeak they're squeaking and they're gonna squeak but they're gonna squeak let me be in something comfortable i don't break my back in come back kobe come back kobe come back I did spend an hour looking for the Locust contact information online. Richard, the Locust LaFoff. spent an hour looking for it. You're going to find this shit. Can't find it. All right. This is the open kimono. I heard... I mean, these these chairs have to go if they're going to be this uncomfortable and squeak. We freely talk and discuss our final thoughts on the topic, competitive eating, and we leave nothing to the imagination. So Noah, what is your open kimono today? My open kimono is, I had no idea that they were this good at eating. Again, 275 jalapenos in eight minutes, 16 and a half pints of ice cream in six minutes, and the rivalry battle between Kobayashi and Joey Chestnut it's sad sad it had a great competitor Kobayashi and uh, Major League Eating ruined ruined him it's crazy that there's drama in Major League Eating absolutely crazy what are your thoughts come back Kobe come back buddy America loves you we're sorry about the the racist fucks that yelled stupid things to you America loves you we also don't like them we also don't like them come Come back, back buddy okay I'm sorry Shout out to Sarah and her boyfriends. Hopefully, some of them are competitive eaters and Mm -hmm. they know about suffering and challenge and they can teach Sarah about those traits. Couldn't have said it better myself. Shout out to the tongue-eating louse, to the ice and living under the planets. If you want to support the podcast, please order Four Sigmatic Coffee using the Dude Nature code, just Dude Nature, at checkout. Also... Leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you haven't already. Hit the five stars on your iPhone. It really helps the podcast. It helps people find the podcast so we can keep doing it and having a good time on the air with you. Noah, what do you have to say? Ladies and gentlemen, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening.